the conversations were always around engineering, uh, medicine, law. No, no lawyer. No, yeah. <laughs> All like of them. Doctor, like, lawyer, engineer, architect, architect, or whatever it is. Exactly. That's what the parents think you should do. Exactly. And you know, yeah. I started I started undergrad um, pursuing nursing and it was not for me. For you. It's and not. I, I changed to uh, communication and advertising and it was a very big conversation um, in our house. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Career Slay Talks podcast. I'm Brenda Dogbay, also known as the Career Slay Mama, and today I have the privilege of uh, having Tricia Sitamere with me for our episode today. A little bit about Tricia. So Tricia is an action-oriented career strategist and consultant supporting mid-career professionals on their career transition and professional development journeys. She is a published author, an international speaker, an alumna of the University of Texas at Arlington, where she earned her degree in advertising, and Simmons University, where she earned a master's degree in communication management. And she currently resides in Dallas, Texas, but works with clients all over the world. She is also CEO of Control-Alt-Delete, which I think is just the most amazing name. And so, so happy to have you with us today, Tricia. So why don't I start by, you know, asking a little bit about your journey. Um, how did you get into career coaching, career advice, and just let us know something about you. Yes. Hi, Brenda. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to uh, chat with you. Um, you know, it was a journey in the making, I would say. So I did a bit of career hopping and jumping, you know, after I finished undergrad and even a little bit after I finished graduate school, just kind of aligning the stars for me personally around, you know, what was I good at? What was I interested in? Where could I, you know, build on all of the education that came with student loans <laughs> that I had acquired? Course, right. Uh, <laughs> And so, you know, I, I started in the learning and development space. So writing and facilitating like training programs, and then from there transitioned into HR. And so I really started to grow and build a career for myself in the HR space. And one of the things that I was seeing um, in, in terms of trends with like working with my candidates, since I was specifically working with early talent folks, people that were just yeah. finishing undergrad or coming out of an MBA or a master's programs is that, you know, they, they didn't feel confident in the career decisions mm. that they were making, um, which obviously resonated with my own journey, doing some of that career hopping and trying out different things. And so I said, I wanted to do something to help. Um, and around the same time, I was having conversations with just my friends around career and life, because at the time, they were entering that mid-career space. They'd been working for a while and starting to feel a little bit of maybe that burnout, a little bit of that stagnation. Hey. And um, so I put together a checklist. It started as a checklist, which then um, I expanded on to my book, I'm Sick of This Shit. And so after <laughs> I, I published, I'm Sick of This Shit, you know, people would reach out 
for me to help them uh, with their interviews and resumes and like, what the heck am I doing, you know, with my career at all, which is one of the topics that's in the book. And so it just kind of organically kind of grew from there. And you know, you mentioned the the name uh, Control Alt Delete, and it was yeah. actually something that uh, my husband and I came up with. Um, you know, it stands for Take Control of Your Future, Alter Your Mindset, and Delete All Doubt. And it's a personal right. mantra of mine. It is, you know, kind of that foundational approach that I take when I'm working okay. with my clients. Um, so it's it's very fitting. It's a twenty four seven kind of attitude. You know. Yeah. And I think it applies to so many things outside of just, you know, career. But, you know, since that's the space that I play in, um, mm-hmm. I, I spend a lot of time, you know, talking about how you can take control and what kinds of things that you can do to support uh, your mindset and in doing those things consistently and being committed to, you know, kind of that that growth path or that growth journey is right. when you begin to really delete all doubt and start mm-hmm. to thrive and build that momentum uh, from a professional career development standpoint standpoint. So yeah, that's it. In a no, that's great. <laughs> what are some of the things that you're seeing with your clients, especially that I think entry that's transition from entry level to mid and then that lull um, that tends to happen where uh, maybe you're not, you're neither a subject matter expert nor an entry level person, right? Like, so you've got a few years of experience under your belt. However, you, you're not yet in that. So what are some of the things that you, you're seeing both from a HR perspective as, and also from that career strategy perspective? Yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting space to be in because you mentioned, you know, not necessarily being considered a subject matter expert, but you're also not, you know, as green as someone who doesn't have a couple of years under their belt. And so where I see a lot of, you know, my clients struggle is where do I go next? And what does that look like? And often, you know, the conversation around that is itself you know, reflection. It's a little bit of that uh, career exploration in terms of, okay, I've been doing this for a while. Is this something that I'm enjoying? You know, am I feeling like I'm continued um, to be challenged in the work that I'm doing? Do I like the work environment that I'm in? Um, Another really big question that I ask, you know, my clients is, are there skills that you feel like you're missing? Are you taking a look right. at what your areas of opportunity are um, so that you can then make an actionable roadmap for yourself and mm-hmm. kind of chart out, you know, what the path is going to be so that you can come to, you know, decisions, opportunities, networking from uh, a stronger place of intention, because a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, kind of in that space just feel like, it's out of their control and they don't right. really have a an active hand in kind of the direction that their career is going into. And so there's if you definitely can, a lot of like this that helplessness that yes. you know somebody else has my kind of future and my destiny in their hands, right? Right, right. And if you don't clock that, you know, it's very easy to not be an active participant in what's going on. And, you know, I will, I will say that also with a caveat that there are so many 
things that are out of your control, right? So things like layoffs, things like, you know, where is there need and demand in the particular industry or type of role that you're interested in? Like all of those things have to be taken into consideration, but that's where it kind of ties back to that career exploration and kind of understanding, Mm -hmm. hey, where is it that I want to go? Because if you're aware of those things and you know those things, then you can, you know, sew in a thread to kind of be ahead of those things or as a response to those things to kind of help you continue to move forward. Yeah. And that's a really neat segue into what we're seeing right now. Um, Not too long ago, so maybe a couple of months ago, there's been a series of cuts in terms of like layoffs, shall I say, Um, Mm -hmm. especially in the tech industry. And, you know, Google cutting 10,000 jobs, Microsoft, um, Apple, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of anxiety that comes along with that. I mean, we're about three years post-pandemic, if we're even completely post-pandemic, <laughs> right? So we're, we're still navigating all the the effects of the pandemic on the job market. And now these cuts and banks are also now starting to get unstable. So how can professionals just manage the anxiety while also trying to market themselves in an in a saturated market of job seekers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good question and the layoffs have been just really really unfortunate. You know, you named a lot of the big name companies that have done a lot of layoffs and it hasn't just been the big names. It's been a lot of other medium to small size companies and so mm-hmm. I would say we've seen a ton of that um across the board and it it can be very you know stressful the anxiety of am i going to lose my job my tomorrow next. you know am yeah. i next what am i not doing could i have done something different um and so you know <laughs> in one thread it's almost just like take it one day out of t- at a time you know because mm-hmm. if you go into every single day with that anxiety, am I going to lose my job? That is going to, you know, break you down. It's going to create burnout, which is going to impact how you actually are showing up in the role that you do still have. And it will shake your confidence, right? Yeah. Like you'll just show up from a place of inadequacy and lack as opposed exactly. to a place of, I got this, I have, you know what I mean? Like I, I bring something to the table. Right, right. Um, But it's also a really good opportunity, you know, for you to think about where, where do I shine the most? Where, what are the Mm. things that um, in my career toolkit, as I, as I call it, um, what are the things that, you know, I, I want to lead with? What are things, you know, if you are in that space where you're like, I don't know, I, you know, I I feel like something could be coming or they've done rounds of cuts in other places. It it is a good opportunity for you to activate your network and really start Mm -hmm. seeing, you know, what other opportunities are out there. Um, Maybe what kind of things that you can do to sharpen skills or expand a skill set um, so that you, you kind of have something like in, in your back pocket. Um, And I would say it's very much, you know, trying to find a right balance of 
being prepared and carrying okay. that anxiety with you every single day. Cause you okay. know, as I mentioned, it could lead to burnout, which starts to seep into other areas of your life, which obviously, you know, is not a positive thing to have happen. Yeah. Um, so definitely activating your network and seeing what's out there. I always tell people, especially that are in the tech space that are, mm-hmm. you know, facing this, to explore other industries. I know a lot of people are very interested um, in the tech space because of the benefits and the compensation, which are all fantastic. You know, I have experience in the tech space as well, so I can personally attest, but there are really great companies and really great opportunities that have the compensation, that have the benefits, that have the, you know, opportunities for professional development in a lot of other industries. Um, And so, you know, don't take those off of the table, you know, just because, oh, I want to work in tech. Like it it needs to be explored outside of, oh, I just want to work in tech because of the money. Because if that's, you know, the only thing that you're, you know, you're looking at. Exactly. It, you know, it, it can be a little bit challenging. And then you feel like, you know, you don't have as many opportunities and you feel, you know, like you're stuck, limited, um, yeah. which, you know, can create that vicious <laughs> cycle and you're, exactly. you're stuck in the cycle of I can't, therefore I won't, therefore I can't and it's hard to break away from. And I, I think it's important. So, so, you know, one of the things I wanted to get uh, through with this podcast, one of the things that I wanted to accomplish with this podcast is um, speaking to Canadians and Black Canadians at that. Um, and you know, our there's a bit of nuancing between Canada and the states. Um, honestly, it's not until post George Floyd that we could actually even speak authoritatively about the Black Canadian experience. Like mm-hmm. up until then, we're just subsumed under, I think, I guess we call them visible minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the job market, it's very um, glamorous to see these big Google jobs. And, you know, um, I think sometimes the nuance is lost in the fact that a lot of uh, in, in Canada, are, we pay a lot more taxes. And because of that, there is a lot more money in the federal government, in the provincial government, which would be like the, your state government, mm-hmm. and then the municipal. And because of that, um, you know, those are the kinds of jobs that parents, especially Black parents, Black immigrant parents, <laughs> are going to their children towards because there's job security, um, they're well-paying, and they can allow you to have a decent living. Mm-hmm. But the, the contrast to that is that a lot of, especially first-gen, younger, um, more recent immigrants um, don't want that because for them, it's just these are boring jobs and I'm being pushed into these um, jobs that are not really going anywhere and they're just punching paper. So there's always that allure of these amazing, seemingly amazing careers in tech in the States. But also there's the risk that comes with, again, 10,000 cuts, and then you're kind of back to square one. So can you reflect a little bit on that whole kind of African immigrant, newer immigrant experience and the pressure to kind of land on safe jobs as opposed to uh, maybe less secure, but much more like that pay a lot more? 
<laughs> I absolutely can't because I have lived that. Um, so my parents are both Nigerian. So mm -hmm. I grew up in the U.S. as a first gen. And, mm -hmm. you know, they they did do a really good job around, you know, finding opportunities and, you know, just I mean, the culture shock, learning all of the things that they, the things. you know, don't know about navigating, you know, university systems here, the school systems here, what corporate America looks like here. And, you know, what I would say to that is you don't know what you you don't know. And so I mentioned earlier, you know, about activating that network, you know, that's that's very important. But growing up, you know, I have an older brother and a younger sister and the conversations were always around engineering, uh, medicine, law, lawyer, lawyer, engineer, architect or whatever it is. Exactly. That's what the parents think you should do. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. I started I started undergrad um, pursuing nursing and it was not for me. For and I, I changed to uh, communication and advertising and it was a very big conversation um, in our house. It was a hot mm. topic. So how, did that, how did that go down? Because I can only imagine <laughs> Trying to explain. So you're not doctor. You're not in the medical field. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my 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 mom was. I think now understanding and being a little bit older, she was just scared for me. You know, she she didn't want me to have to struggle. You know, they went through so much. You know, to come here to be able to provide a, a better life and better opportunities for my siblings and I. So you know, now I understand it. But I think back then I was just like you know. A little bit frustrated and like, yeah. you know, if this is not what I want to do and this is not where I see myself, you know, being successful, I want to pursue other things. I think I was very, you know, frustrated by that, that whole thing. Um, yeah. And fortunately, you know, it was not completely lost on me, you know, that this yeah. was something that could be a challenge. Um, and I found myself in HR and have been able to build a really great career for myself, a really great life for myself, my husband, my siblings included. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would say that it, it doesn't have to be, you know, those four jobs. And I would also <laughs> say that, you know, the way that people are, are making money has completely changed. If you just take a look at the the labor market and what types of roles are out there versus Absolutely. even just, you know, when I finished graduate school, you know, yeah. uh, when I finished undergrad, there are so many different ways that you can align, you know, what you're interested in, what you're good at, what your skills are into a career that is going to be a great fit for you that's going to allow you to have a great life. What I will say yeah. on the other side of that is, and I keep going back to career exploration and like having yeah. that, that understanding of like who you are, what makes you tick, what makes you excited. You know, mm -hmm. if you understand all of that and you can have those, you know, kind of internal conversations and even conversations with, you know, people that you know, or your family, friends, X, Y, Z, once right. you are clear on those things, then you can start, you know, kind of looking at, at what exactly is out there and finding, okay, okay this is what this looks like. Um, it, you know, not everybody 
wants a, you know, super glamorous life. Some people, they, they want quiet lives. They just want to be able to provide, you know, for their children and be able to give them, you know, more opportunities than they had themselves. And that really yeah. does look different for, you know, a lot of people. Um, and so I, I, I think also being able to have that understanding and have those internal conversations. But Brenda, it was, it was hot in our house for a while. And (laughs) my brother went through the same thing. And I think it's weird, right? Because I'm now the African parent, right? Raising the first gens and trying to be sensitive to these things, but also like when, you know, try not to be overbearing. Um, but some of the suggestions that come through, like, I want to be a TikToker. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> trying to say, and what there. else could be out there? <laughs> but it's true that there's a lot more options. And yeah. the internet has just blown up the world. And then on top of that, I think post-pandemic, there is so many more possibilities in terms of remote work, in terms of um, just careers that might not have existed or had been, might not have been as accessible pre-pandemic. So what advice would you give to um, mid-level career professionals who are, um, who are at crossroads and really just trying to navigate the uncertainty and the doubt and chart a path forward. And I think it, I mean, it's, it's almost always applicable to multiple levels in your career. Cause again, wherever you find yourself in, whenever you find yourself in a, a season of stagnation, mm-hmm. um, all of the emotions that come along with it are quite similar. So, so what might you, what might you advise? Yes. The biggest thing is, you know, not stewing and keeping it all in, you know, Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid to ask for help and seek out that help for yourself, you know, whether that is, you know, trying to seek out a, a mentor in a professional setting, whether that is, you know, reaching out to a coach. And I don't just say that because I'm a coach, I have had coaches. So I know the value um, that coaches can bring in terms of, you know, uncovering gifts that maybe, you know, you hadn't thought of at the top of your head or helping you yeah. strategize or helping you give insight from like an outside perspective. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you're asking for help and that that's to benefit you in terms of where it is that you want to go. What goals do you have for yourself? What do you want to accomplish um, from your career? So definitely do not be afraid to ask for help and speak up for yourself if you're like, hey, you know, I'm I'm in this space. I there's something that feels off. This is not yeah. something that I, I want to be doing. You know, ask those questions. Um, don't just push them off to the side because a lot of people will do that. Like nobody's happy at work, or you know, I I don't deserve ha- happiness from you know my everyday work. And my right. response to that is, we spend almost eighty percent of our life at work doing some kind of work function about it right yeah so (laughs) yeah 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 so definitely don't be afraid to ask for help um and then you know there is power in your network and i think you could also tie that back to 
asking for for help and leaning into um, your network and staying in touch with people. Networking is a two way street, you know, just because, you know, you feel like you may not have anything to offer right now that that's not necessarily the case. You know, we can learn from each other. We can grow together. We can support one another. And, you know, that can look like a myriad of things, you know, depending on the time and what's going on X, Y, Z. Um, So I would, I would say, you know, do those two things to kind of help you continue to, to move forward and move the needle. And then, you know, just is, when is a good time to look for a job, right? Like, is, is there some, what are some of those precursors that help you navigate and land, not just a job, maybe I should rephrase that, like, what are some of the ways in which you can find better alignment in your career so that you're not just looking for a job, but you're looking for opportunities to really line up with your values and your, your purpose? Yeah. Um, I mean, that goes back to being able to have those internal conversations, you know, just like I'm sure, you know, you've experienced this as somebody comes to you and asks you, hey, I'm looking for a new job. Can you help me? You know, your question to them is going to be, what does this look like? What are you looking for? What are you interested in? And if you can't answer those things, then you do need to have those conversations uh, with your yourself and kind of figure (laughs) out some of that stuff. And then once you have a better idea, then you can begin having conversations. You can activate your network, whether that is, you know, having a conversation with your manager and saying, hey, you know, um, I've been doing this for X, Y, Z. I'd really like to try my hand at something else. Or, you know, hey, I saw this other opportunity over here. Can we talk about that? Um, Being able to, you know, have those conversations is going to help kind of guide and drive some of those. Um, The other thing that I would say is, you know, if, if you are starting to feel that frustration every day of going to work, right. like I the Sunday blues, it. right? Yeah. Like every uh, Sunday you get that feeling and your gut was like <laughs> red and you just don't want to face the week. Yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, what, you Tuesday, know, when that's true, it's not just Sunday. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. I need Friday to get here. Like yesterday, yeah. you know, don't, put those things to the side. Like those are very real feelings. They're they're there for a reason so that, you know, they, um, they need to be explored. If you feel like you're not being challenged from a work perspective. And I I know not everyone is like looking for challenges and, you know, wanting to really expand environments, you know, right, 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 right. Um, that, that's a, a a data point for you. You know, all of these things that you look at from a work perspective are all data points to help you make decisions. And so if you are in, you know, a a role and maybe it's super competitive and you're like, Hey, I I don't like this because I, I don't want to be in this kind of workspace or this kind of environment, then you can start, you know, doing some digging and finding out, you know, what may be a better work environment for you. If you're in a toxic work environment and, you know, you don't feel like supported, um, all of those things are, are signs that it may be time for you to, to start brushing up your, you know, your resume and understanding okay. where is it that I want to go and what is the story um, that I can tell about my background, my experiences and what I bring to the table 
to set you up for your next role. All great things. All great things. So maybe as we wrap up, um, what's, what's some of the best advice you've ever received and what's the worst advice you've ever received? Oh my goodness. Okay. The best advice that I've ever received is to just go for it. You know, if not just go for it blindly, but you know, if you feel passionate about something, you feel a a calling for something and, you know, you are excited about it, then absolutely, you know, go for it, ask the questions, find out what, you know, that pool of the unknown, what it could look like and go for it. Um, the worst advice <laughs> is maybe not That's to talk. To one. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, Hmm, what is, what would be the worst advice? Um, I would say personally, not to, I've been told, you know, growing up, I, the only thing that I would get in trouble for growing up was talking too much in class. Um, and you know, I, the worst advice would be Trisha stop talking so much because now I, I talk for a living and I get nice. to work with people Pro- and is wrong. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, I guess that would be the, the worst, uh, advice is, you know, to stop stop talking. If you're not talking, you're not sharing with people what you're passionate about. And mm-hmm. um, you're you're not put in a position to, you know, share your perspective and the gifts and the lights that you have to bring to various topics, you know, whatever they happen to be. Mine happens to be in professional development and coaching and career, which I'm super excited to be able to talk about all day long. So nice. that would be my worst advice. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. So where can folks find you? This is my shameless pl- self, uh, self-promotion self plug. Um, where can folks find you online? You're online, which means you take clients from all over. Yes. So we want to yes. share your info as a resource. Absolutely. So you can find me on my website, trishasitamire.com. That will have information about all things. There's resources on there. There's some skill assessments if you're into that kind of stuff, which can be great for from the, you know, exploration and internal conversations perspective. And then there's all the information about how to work with me. I offer, you know, smaller sessions all the way up to five to six hour masterclasses. So you can find me there. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on YouTube. So make sure you check out, you know, some of my professional development content. I cover a lot of really interesting topics over there. I'm on Instagram. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty easy to, to find and get a hold of. They'll Google you and find you. Well, this was, this was delightful. Thank you so much for, for joining us, for sharing your expertise and, I'm just really looking forward to continuing following your journey. And of course, we have to have you back sometime because this is is a really great conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Brenda, for having me. Thank you for driving these conversations. I think they're they're so helpful and can lead to other conversations that are part of your career exploration to help you take control of your future and alter your mindset and delete all doubts. So Keep yes, doing your thing. Yes. <laughs> well, let's slay together.